0: I want to welcome all of you here to Sunrise this morning. Bienvenidos a todos a la iglesia amanecer. And even before I say it, the children have just instantly popped up like weeds in my garden. They're just, boop, there they go. It's time for children in worship. It's hora de niños en adoración. We want to send off our boys and girls up to fifth grade for a great time in God's word. And we are so very thankful to those who serve and share the good news of Jesus with them Uh, Parents, if you're here for the first time, please feel free to go back with your child. See where they will be. They will be in excellent hands. Uh, Los niños pueden ir ahora para su tiempo de niños en adoración hasta quinto grado. Y papás, si tienen que acompañar a sus hijos al cuarto, pues con mucho gusto y pueden ver dónde van a estar. As we're getting kind of settled in for our message time, I want to invite you to find your Bibles. If you've brought it with you, great. If you brought a physical Bible, super. If you have a phone, that's fine. And and also we have Bibles in the back as well. Tenemos Biblias detrás. And I want to again highlight that we will have these study guides after worship. And I hope again that you're encouraged. It's uh, always... You know, when we start a new habit, there's always kind of this breaking in time. It's like, this feels uncomfortable, this feels strange, this doesn't, this feels clunky. Stick with it is my encouragement, because pretty soon you begin to say, hey, you know what, last week seemed so hard isn't so hard now, two or three weeks down the road. And, and so that's our hope, that you begin to grow into coming to God's word with some of these questions, but then as you go along, you're gonna have your own questions. And that's the cool thing. Al mirar la palabra de Dios, van a tener sus propias preguntas, no solo estas que están en la hoja. So our uh, reading this morning I want to direct your attention to is from the Gospel of Luke, of course. It's Luke chapter 4. We're going to read verses 14 through 22. Lucas 4, versículos 14 al 22. And again, as Greg said in the video, we're looking at two whole chapters each week. So that's a lot. We're really focusing today on chapters 3 and four, as Aaron mentioned. Hoy nos estamos enfocando en los capítulos tres y cuatro. But I'm going to read this portion, and uh, there's a page number up there to help you find it, and I'll read it first in English, and then we'll read the same thing in Spanish. Voy a leer primero en inglés, luego la misma lectura en español. So this is the good news of our Lord through the inspired writer Luke, Las Buenas Noticias de Nuestro Señor. And it says this, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue as was his custom, and he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him, and he began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son? They asked. Jesús regresó a Galilea en el poder del Espíritu y se extendió su fama por toda aquella región. Enseñaba en las sinagogas y todos lo admiraban. Fue a Nazaret donde se había criado y un sábado entró en la sinagoga como era su costumbre. Se levantó para hacer la lectura y se le entregaron, le entregaron el libro del profeta Isaías. Al desenrollarlo, encontró el lugar donde está escrito, «El Espíritu del Señor está sobre mí, por cuanto me ha ungido para anunciar buenas nuevas a los pobres. Me ha enviado a proclamar libertad a los cautivos y dar vista a los ciegos, a poner en libertad a los oprimidos, a pregonar el año del favor del Señor». Luego enrolló el libro, se lo devolvió al ayudante y se sentó. Todos los que estaban en la sinagoga lo miraban detenidamente y él comenzó a hablarles. Hoy se se cumple esta escritura en presencia de ustedes. Todos dieron su aprobación impresionados por las hermosas palabras que salían de su boca. ¿No es este el hijo de José? se preguntaban. So, I think it kind of goes without saying that whenever you take a trip, you've got to get ready, right? Para hacer un viaje, hay que alistarse. You've got to pack, you've got to prepare, hay que prepararse. When I fly, for example, a few times a year, not very often, but when I fly, it's not really a hard process. No es un proceso duro cuando vuelo en avión. I have to pack my bags. I check my ticket, I que empacar las maletas, revisar el boleto, I drive to the airport, Voy al aeropuerto, I wait for my plane, I get on the plane, subo al avión, I have to find my seat and store my luggage, encuentro sillón, guardo mi equipo, and I buckle my seatbelt, me Abrocho el cinturón, and I'm ready to go, right? When you think about it, that's not much. To go thousands of miles, to go to, say, Dallas or Denver or Des Moines or someplace like that. That's pretty good. Es una preparación mínima para ir a Dallas o Dembe. But what about a trip to the moon? Que de un viaje a la luna. Or how about Mars or Marte? I mean, that takes a little more preparation, right? If I want to go to outer space, I have to get ready by becoming an astronaut. Alright, that's a little bit more preparation. And there's something else about flying that I have to recognize. It may be easy for me to fly. Muy fácil para que yo vuela, pero hay que reconocer algo más. When I fly, there are two pilots up in the front in the cockpit, and they have to go through a complex set of procedures, a huge checklist of, of steps in order to get this. 150,000 pound machine to actually get off the ground. That's a lot. Los pilotos tienen que hacer una lista de procedimientos para levantar una máquina de 75 toneladas. And there's not only those, there's the ground crew, right? Not only the pilots but the ground crew and flight attendants. Los, Los auxiliares de vuelo. I mean, they have to get everybody into the plane, get everybody seated, go through the whole, you know, the safety instructions, which we all are fixed on. I mean, we just love those things. Tiene que mirar las instrucciones de seguridad. And then, guess what? They have to come and serve us food, and that's got to all be prepared as well. Hay que servir la comida. So we have to accept that, right? Whenever you're traveling, whenever you're going somewhere, there is preparation involved. Hay que prepararse para viajar. So it should not surprise us that when god wanted to take sinners on a journey a journey from darkness to light a journey from death to eternal life that's a huge journey it should not surprise us that there was a lot of preparation involved. Cuando Dios quería llevar a pecadores de muerte a vida eterna, había mucha preparación. There were centuries of preparation involved for that, for that journey. Había siglo de preparaciones. And so as we come to Luke chapters 3 and 4, what we're seeing here is just the kind of the tail end of that process of preparation. What we find in Luke 3 is and 4 is God getting sinners ready for this trip. Dios está listando los pecadores para este viaje. And he begins by sending people out to the wilderness, out to the desert, to meet a guy by the name of John. Envía pecadores al desierto para encontrarse con Juan. And John is like a flight attendant. John, like a flight attendant, has the job to get... These people ready for the takeoff of God's salvation project. Como auxiliar de vuelo, Juan está preparando a la gente para el despegue de la salvación de Dios. And here in Luke chapter 3, verse 4, Luke quotes from the prophet Isaiah from chapter 40 in the Old Testament. A scripture from centuries ago, centuries before, to talk about who John is. Lucas 3, 4, cita de Isaías. And he says, Isaiah is a voice. Of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. Juan es vos que grita en el desierto preparing el camino del Señor. And then it says, every valley is going to be filled in, every mountain and hill is going to be made low. Todo valle será rellenado, toda montaña colina será allanada. In other words, John has been given the task by God of preparing the road for the Lord to come in this salvation project Juan prepara el camino para que venga el Señor and in order to prepare the road you need to repair the road because you see John is crying out and he's saying there are potholes in the road potholes of sin and 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 of things that are wrong that are so deep they are like valleys. Those need to be filled in. camino tan como y rellenarlos. And not only that, there are speed bumps in the road. And These speed bumps are so high, they're like mountains, mountains of pride and arrogance. And idolatry, montañas, el orgullo y arrogancia. And those, those mountains have to come down. The mountains need to be flattened. The valleys need to be filled in. The road needs to be leveled and smoothed out. Hay que el camino. And when that happens, it says here all uh, people are going to see the salvation of the Lord. Todos van a ver la salvación del Señor but you've got to get ready John is saying how do you get ready how do you prepare for the Lord by repairing the road for the Lord well John says in chapter 3 verse 8 produce fruits in keeping with repentance that is produce behaviors that are going to show that you have a change of mind and a change of heart and a change of direction. Don't boast. Don't say to yourselves that you are the biological children of Abraham. That doesn't count. God can make children out of rocks. You need to start acting like you are the spiritual children of Abraham. Hay que comportarse como sus hijos espirituales. How do you do that? In fact, the people say, what what are we supposed to do? He says, share your food. Share your clothing. Compartan su ropa y su comida. Don't swindle people out of their money. No estafen a las personas. Don't blackmail people. Don't bring false charges against people. No traigan falsos cargos. Be content with what you get. Estén contentos con lo que reciban. Those are the fruits, the results of repentance. And those fruits come from a seed the seed of a desire for deep personal change. El fruto viene la semilla de, de, de un deseo de cambio personal. And that seed. Of a desire for deep personal change that's going to produce the fruit of a changed life, it has to be watered, and that seed is watered with what is called baptism. Se riega esa semilla con el bautismo, a washing with water that symbolizes this whole preparation process of repentance. Simboliza este proceso de preparación, and so John is baptizing people. That's not all. Chapter 3, verse 16, John makes quite a statement. He says, There's somebody else coming. He's more powerful than me. He will baptize you not with water, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. otro que viene, dice Los bautizará con el Espíritu Santo y con fuego. He's coming like a harvester. Viene como un cosechador. He's got a harvesting rake in his hand, and he's going to separate out the wheat, the good grain, from the chaff, that is the, the waste product. Va a separar el trigo y la paja. His winnowing fork or his rake is in his hand. And those that are ready, those that have produced the fruit of repentance, they're the wheat. And he's going to gather them up, and he is going to baptize them in the Holy Spirit to be gathered into God's barn, into God's house. Los que producen frutos, él los va a cosechar y bautizar con el Espíritu Santo. But watch out, John says. Those who aren't ready, the chaff, they'll be baptized too. Everybody's going to get baptized. They'll be baptized with the fire of eternal separation from God. Van a ser bautizados del fuego de la eterna separación de Dios. It's a message that's as pointed as a pitchfork. Get ready. Alístense. And then we go to chapter 3, verse 21. And what we find is not only are sinners getting ready. Jesus is getting ready. Jesús se está preparando. And he's not getting ready in the same way. He comes to John and he also is baptized. Jesús también se bautiza. But Jesus does not go through a baptism of repentance. He does not need to turn around. His direction is clear. and no necesita arrepentirse. He is being baptized to get ready as the pilot of God's rescue operation. Él es el piloto. De esta salvación. And so his baptism is a commissioning. It's a getting him ready to be sent forth ceremony. Es una comisión. So I don't know if you can get the picture here, but the children of uh, 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 Abraham, the sinners are baptized with water as children of Abraham. Sinners are baptized with water as children of Abraham. Jesus is baptized in the Holy Spirit as the Son of God. It's different. Los pecadores se bautizan con agua como hijos de Abraham, Jesús con el Espíritu Santo como hijo de Dios. And here's where I wanna wanna draw your attention to something that we're gonna pick up here in chapters three and chapter four, that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesús es Hijo de Dios. It's a theme, if you, if you were studying this week, maybe you caught it, maybe you didn't, but it is a theme that's running all through chapter three, all through chapter four, and really all through the Gospel of Luke. Jesus, who is he? He's the Son of God. Jesus es el Hijo de Dios. Right after this, we see it. But first, let's pause at the baptism. You know, when people get baptized, the whole family shows up, right? Everybody's there. Se bautiza, toda la llega. Well, no different for Jesus. The day that Jesus is baptized, the whole family shows up. The Holy Spirit comes down as a dove. It says, el Espíritu Santo baja como paloma. And the proud father proclaims in a loud voice, this is my son, my beloved son. With him, I am well. Please, el Padre proclama, ese es mi hijo, mi amado. Estoy muy complacido con él. Who is Jesus? He's the son of God. Right after that, in case we doubt, there is a family tree taken out. Jesus' genealogy, which is traced all the way through his stepfather, Joseph, all the way back. la genealogía de Jesús desde José, su padrastro. And on that family tree, we need to note some people. There are from some very famous people on that family tree. One of them is David. Uno es David, que es muy notado. David, the king of Israel, rey de Israel. Why is that important? Why is it important that David is in Jesus' family tree? Well, the Messiah the anointed deliverer. The scriptures have been saying for centuries he has to come from David's family. El Mesías tiene que venir de la familia de David. Jesus is from David's family. But that's not all. There's another name on the list you might recognize. Abraham, we mentioned him before. Abraham, who's he? He's the father of God's Chosen people, the Israelites. I said, "Padre de los Israelitas, Abraham." And then all the way back, there's Adam, and Adam is another father. He's the father of the human race. Adán es el padre de la raza humana. This genealogy it seems boring. So and so had so and so, and all of that. It seems useless. It seems like filler, but it's not. This is saying something about who Jesus is. Está diciendo al de quién es Jesús. Who is Jesus? He is the one true Messiah, the son of David. Él es el verdadero Mesías, hijo de David. Who is Jesus? He is the one true Israelite, the son of Abraham. Es el verdadero Israelita, hijo de Abraham. Who is Jesus? He's the one true human being the son of Adam. verdadero ser humano, hijo de Adán. Who is Jesus? He's the son of God. el hijo de Dios. Adam's the son of God too, it says. Did you catch that? Adán también es hijo de Dios, but let's remember, Adam fell. Adam failed. Adam blew it. Adán cayó, pecó, he sinned. Jesus comes out of Adam's family line, but he is greater than Adam. Because where Adam fell and failed, Jesus is going to succeed. viene de esa línea, pero donde fracasó Adán, él va a tener éxito. We see that right away at the beginning of chapter four, where it says he is let out, Jesus is let out into the wilderness, into the desert, to be tempted by the devil. Está llevado Jesus al por el Espíritu para ser tentado diablo. The devil's strategy, in two of the three temptations, the devil's strategy is clear to question or to cause Jesus to question his identity as the son of God. En dos tentaciones, el diablo le hace cuestionar su identidad como hijo de Dios. If you are the son of God, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Si tú eres hijo de Dios, convierte estas piedras en panes. If, if, mind you, you are the son of God, throw yourself off the temple. Si tú eres hijo de Dios, tírate del templo. But you see, where Adam and Eve failed, Jesus succeeds. Adam and Eve gave in to the temptation in the garden. Adán y Eva dieron a la tentación en el huerto de Edén. And how did they do that? Well, the devil got them to question God's word. Did God really say that? Adam and Eve questioned God's word. They fell into temptation. But where Adam and Eve failed in the garden, Jesus succeeds in the desert. And he does it not by questioning his father's word, but by standing on his father's word. Jesús se pone sobre la palabra de Dios. It is written, it is written, it is written three times. Escrito está, escrito está, escrito está. Jesus is not going to save the world by worshiping the devil and throwing himself from a temple. No va a salvar al mundo al adorar al diablo y tirarse del templo. Jesus is going to save the world by worshiping his Father and throwing himself on a cross. Adora a su padre y se tira sobre una cruz. So we come to chapter 4, verse 14, the verse that we just read a short time ago. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. Jesus regresó a Galilee en poder del Espíritu y se extendió su fama por toda aquella región. So everything's been prepared. Todo está preparado. Through, through centuries, through centuries, God has been preparing this moment through the, through the Old Testament patriarchs, through the prophets, through the promises, through the predictions. Ha preparado todos los patriarcas, los profetas, las promesas, las predicciones. God's been preparing everything through the baptism of sinners and now through the baptism of Jesus and not only that, flight testing in the wilderness with Jesus and this is the moment where things begin to take off. Jesus is in his hometown in the synagogue, the house of worship, Jesus is su pueblo, in la synagogue. He stands up and he is given a scroll, a roll of the prophet Isaiah, and he goes to what we would call Isaiah chapter 61. And this is found in Luke 4, verse 18. And he reads out, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Oh, that's true. He, we just saw that in his baptism. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me, el Espíritu del Señor está sobre mí por cuanto me ha ungido, anointed. The word Messiah means the anointed one, the one who's been touched, the one who is designated, the one who's chosen as the deliverer. The Lord has anointed me. Por cuanto me ha ungido como Mesías to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor me ha enviado a proclamar libertad los cautivos dar visa a los ciegos poner en libertad a los oprimidos a pregonar el año del favor del Señor he sits down looks at everybody and says today's sermon is me I'm the point of this yo soy el punto de esto this word is fulfilled right now esta palabra ha sido cumplida en su presencia I am the anointed one, and this is the time of the Lord's favor. This is literally the year for canceling debts. Este es el año para cancelar las deudas. It's all ready. All aboard. It's takeoff time, ready or not. Here comes the sun. And as somebody said, it's going to be all right. Here comes the sun. Aquí viene el hijo, todo va a estar bien. And people say, "Well, that sounds really nice. He's he's spoken some very nice words." Isn't this the kid who grew up, grew up down the street? Uh, we I think we know it. Isn't this Joseph's son? No es este el hijo de Jesús de José. Not everybody is ready. Not everybody is ready for what is being said here and done. Isn't this Joseph's son? No es el hijo de José. No. Yes, but no. This is God's son. Es el hijo de Dios. Dios. And immediately we find Jesus going from that place and living this scripture out. He's preaching the good news to the poor. He's giving sight to the blind. He's setting free people who are captive and captured by demons. The people aren't ready for this. But the demons are ready. I mean, in the sense that they are, uh, the demons recognize who Jesus is. The demons recognize who Jesus Look at chapter 4 verse 41. 4:41. It says moreover demons came out of many people shouting, "What? You are the Son of God." Además, de muchas personas salían demonios que gritaban, "Tú eres el hijo de Dios." The demons recognize who Jesus is. They're just not ready. Really? No listos. They'll never be ready for what Jesus is bringing. But the point here through these first, these two chapters or these chapter three and four that we're looking at today, the point, it seems to be this. Prepare the road by repairing the road. Be careful. Don't miss it. You might be left behind on your one flight to freedom. So what are we to make of all that I've just brought us through? What, what, is, what is Luke trying to say? I believe there's something huge going on in these two chapters and we need to kind of bring this into our own lives today. ¿Qué uh, está diciendo Lucas? Luke is saying that Jesus is the anointed, beloved, Son of God who comes with Holy Spirit power to deliver people who are identified with sin so that they can become identified as sons and daughters of God, like him. Él viene para liberar los identificados con el pecado para que sean hijos e hijas de Dios. And it begins by cultivating that seed of a desire and a need for deep personal change. Hay que cultivar esa semilla de una transformación personal. There are potholes in the road and mountains in the road. Caltrans can't take care of them, they have enough on their hands. But the question becomes for you and me, what are the potholes that we need to take care of? ¿Cuáles son los baches en el camino? What are the valleys of sin, the gaps in our thinking and in our behaving that are keeping us from an encounter with Jesus? ¿Cuáles son las brechas en nuestra mente y de nuestra forma de de vivir que nos detiene de Jesús? We're living in a day and age where there's all kinds of potholes. Uh, this weekend in our country, we are marking that about 60 years ago, uh, there was a man that began to lead a movement where we, there was an attempt and there is an ongoing work to fill in the potholes of racial misunderstanding and of hatred and division and all of that. That pothole has been there. There's been some filling. There's probably some more work to be done on that. el bache del racismo que comenzó hace 60 años Martin Luther King Day is tomorrow. That's what we're, we're marking. But there are other potholes in our society. There's a, a, the pothole of the way our society has decided to deal with the unborn. And there's another anniversary on that coming this month, as well as Martin Luther King Day. Hay también el bache del aborto. And I think God is changing hearts and minds to understand this is not a political football. This is a life football. There's a pothole of our whole sexual uh, revolution, which I was interesting. I heard a pastor about a week ago saying, you want a sexual revolution? Quieren una revolución sexual? Try this one. This is the real sexual revolution. What the Bible brings. Aquí la verdadera revolución sexual. There's another pothole in our community. We have people that are drowning in hopelessness. Sometimes we call it homelessness, but it's hopelessness, addiction, mental illness, lack of a relationship. It's a pothole. It's un bache los que están en la calle. And there are mountains too. Mountains that need to be brought down. and montañas también. Arrogance and pride. Oh, we in the 21st century, we're not like those people in Bible times. So much violence in the Bible, so much killing and all that kind of stuff. Tanta violencia la Biblia. Nosotros hoy en día, we're better. Yeah, right. We just got through a century of 100 million people killed in atrocities. Mostly by atheistic regimes. Oh yeah, we know better, don't we? We don't know better. We need to take some mountains down. I heard on the radio recently there was a guy who called into a radio program. I'm driving along listening to this program. I'm escuchando la radio, and this guy calls in, and he says to the host, I'm an atheist. Soy ateo, dice al anfitrión del programa, and the host says, well, why is that? And the man says, well, I came to see some things, and once I saw them, I could not unsee them. Llegué a ver algunas cosas, y después de verlas, no pude dejar de verlas. I thought about that for a little while, and I thought, really what he was saying was, not that I came to see something. He was saying, I couldn't see. I couldn't see proof for God. And now my mind is made up. No pude ver, decía, pruebas de Dios, y ahora estoy decidido en mi mente. If your mind is made up on who Jesus is, If your mind is made up that he was just a great man or a powerful moral teacher or a good example, Luke throws out a challenge. Si piensas que Jesús solo era un buen hombre, Lucas aquí tiene un desafío. Repent. Change your mind. Change your life. Cambia tu mente y tu corazón. Come to see Jesus in a new light. That may not be the problem for many of us here. Maybe you see Jesus as more than just a good man. He's more than a good example for you. He is for me. A lo mejor ves que Jesús es más que un buen ejemplo. Then the question I think is this. What do we need to do to be ready for Jesus to take us on the adventure of a lifetime? What do we need to do to be ready for Jesus to take us on a journey? Que tenemos que hacer para estar para que Jesús nos lleve a una aventura? I wanna recommend something and it's gonna be in your guide today. You'll see it at the bottom of your guide. I wanna recommend that we adopt space pets. I want us to adopt space pets. Yo recomiendo crema o ave. What is space pets? Well, it's just a, a list of pre, uh, questions that we can begin to, to ask ourselves. And at the end of your study for Luke 5 and 6 next week, I want to encourage us all to do this. I've been kind of going through this for myself the last few days. Space pets is just a, an abbreviation that means is there a sin to confess, a promise to claim, an attitude to to change, a command to obey, a, a, an example to follow, prayer to pray, error to avoid, truth to believe, something for which to praise God. Crema o aves, hay un pecado para confesar, una promesa para reclamar, un ejemplo para seguir, un mandamiento para obedecer, una actitud para cambiar, una oración para orar, hay algo para alabar a Dios, hay una verdad para creer, hay un error para evitar. Space pets, it's just taking stock of our lives. That's a good thing once in a while. How is the road that you're walking on? ¿Cómo está el camino? The bottom line is we don't just need some pothole repair and some leveling out, we need a total new resurfacing. We need a total new road. Ocupamos un nuevo camino. Jesus says, I'm the road. I'm the way. Yo soy el camino, dice Jesús. So let's come to him right now and invite you to pray with me. Oremos. Lord Jesus, we, we pause and recognize that if we are to put ourselves in the story, we're the ones that should be out in the wilderness looking for you. Deberíamos ser entre los que están en el desierto buscándote como los que fueron a Juan. But maybe Just even to get to that trip, we we need to take some steps. I want to pray for each person here today. Each person has a step in front of them. I have a step in front of me. Show us the way, Jesus. Show us the way to prepare the road and to repair the road that leads to you and to new life. Muéstranos cómo preparar y reparar el camino que nos lleva a la vida eterna. Show us how to take a step towards you this week. Ayúdanos a dar un paso hacia ti esta semana. We ask your forgiveness. We thank you that you came to jump on a cross. Thank you. Gracias por venir a tirarte sobre una cruz. Bless us to be a blessing. We pray for all those potholes we've mentioned before, the potholes in our society. Help us to be a part of that message that this is the time for canceling debts. This is the time to experience the amazing favor and grace of God. Que podamos dar ese mensaje, es ese tiempo de experimentar el favor, la gracia de nuestro Señor. We ask this humbly in Jesus' name. And in the name of the Señor Jesús, God's people said, Amen.